Hello everyone, hopefully you're having a good day today. Welcome back to Beyond the Garment. If you're new here, welcome to Beyond the Garment with your boy, Drew Joyner. I appreciate you for tuning in. Today's guest features Julian Carter, one of the most incredible creators I've come across on TikTok. He's a genius. He's an aerospace engineer and he takes his background in engineering and kind of blends it with his content and creating fashion content and it's fantastic. He has like a superpower in my opinion. He literally is like a superhuman in terms of how he creates ideas and takes reference points and makes clothing. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this episode. Before we get started, I have one tiny ask. If you could, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, give it a five-star review. It helps the podcast out tremendously. I would appreciate it tremendously. Julian would appreciate it tremendously. Your mom would appreciate it tremendously. Do something nice today. Help your boy out. All this content is free. There's no sponsors in this entire podcast. And I want you guys to know I care about you. You know, help your boy out here. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's get into the live intro and get into the episode. Today's guest, Julian Carter, is one of a very few number of creators I've come across on TikTok that blend creativity self-expression and enjoyment perfectly all in this cute 60 second video it's not really cute it's just a good little 60 second video man i absolutely love your videos julian how, how are you doing today brother doing great glad to be here glad to be here i appreciate you taking your time i know you're busy you, we were talking you just got off work i know you have a lot of projects that you're probably working on probably always just creating some sewing something up that's what it seems like this man is always on <laughs> but um yeah thank you for coming on bro let's dive right into it. I, I kind of want this podcast to peel back some layers about Julian Carter, the Julian Carter story. This is like the one of the, the original manifestos of that story. Um, and so let's start with your background, bro. Kind of talk to me about what it was like for you growing up as a kid. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm from Atlanta. Oh, actually, I'll take it back. I'm not from Atlanta. People from Atlanta are going to be like, oh, shoot, he's not from Atlanta. I'm from Gwinnett, just suburb of Atlanta. So I've pretty much lived there my entire life. <laughs> Um, I've, I guess a little bit about myself is that uh, my background is in engineering. Um, that's kind of like, I think one of the coolest things I think about me that kind of makes me a little bit different is that I didn't have, I have no fashion background at all. Like I do a lot of fashion videos, but like I have no schooling at all. I, I, you know, it's just like, I just picked it up, you know, over time. Yeah. And so growing up as a kid, I was really into video games. I was really big in like Legos just making stuff in general. So I think um, over time, that's kind of why that DIY element is I was kind of always, you know, in the back of that, back of my brain, brain is just basically just, you can just make stuff yourself. So yeah. kind of just taught myself YouTube videos. Yeah. And, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So crazy, crazy. Atlanta. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're great. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I'm just saying that then like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. I like to make things. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's it's really interesting that you mentioned, you know, like you mentioned a few things like Legos, different things that you can build on. So you really think that like as a kid, you kind of felt as though you would be in the position you are now as an engineer because of that creativity that you, you know, kind of had as a kid or was it something that, you know, you only thought about as you got older? Yeah. So kind of funny is I know like a lot of kids, like when they're younger, they kind of have like, oh, like they kind of their job will change all the time. Like, okay, what do I want to do? Mine was kind of I kind of always wanted to do engineering, like always. Like it was like out the rip. I was like, OK, like I, I love this stuff. Like I love Legos. I love making stuff. I love math. I love science. Mm. 
was kind of always on that path and I was like, okay, I, I, I want to do this type of thing. So I think it's kind of funny the fact that like, the more I get into this, like how like the fashion element was just, just random. Like it was completely random, which is kind of weird. So normally it's almost like, I feel it's weird. The fact that like you have a, a like a goal for yourself. My goal was always to be an engineer mm. and then to get this other goal. I like, kind of blew up out of nowhere. Like, I mean, like social media is, is crazy. Like not people like, Oh, this is like the fashion guy. <laughs> it's like, that was never, never on the radar. So you were always more engineer and that's, that's crazy that, like you said, social media, TikToks of the world kind of have, in my mind, I think of you as this guy, I think of you as a fashion first guy. And then I think of you as this engineering element, you've kind of brought that to the equation. But in mm -hmm. your head, you always were an engineer guy and fashion was something you kind of dabbled in. And over time, you just kind of, it just kind of snowballed, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of, I think kind of unique. It's pretty, not many people have that story as a background. No, that, that's very unique. And I think, well, I want to ask you too, because to be an engineer, I'm a business guy. I went to school for business. And one of the things that I always, like with software engineers, mechanical engineers, you're in aerospace engineering, correct? That's correct. Yeah, with, with all the different types of engineering, um, whenever I talked to an engineering guy on my college campus, he, they would always be complaining about how difficult the workload is or how tired they are. Or engineers would just always be in like the library, like doing extra hours, like like just trying to help each other out, get through assignments. Um, so I can only assume you're a pretty, you know, studious individual. Is that the case or how would yeah, that, you kind of? I was, I was in the libraries. Yep. I was this, the, uh, what's called the extra study hours. But I always, I always have to fit on, bro. Always had to fit every time. Like I was fly, like even in school, like I was fly for sure. Like definitely I like, it's like, it just, I just couldn't, I couldn't help it. You know, like you at that point, like, <laughs> you weren't one of those bummy engineers. We're just like, yeah, a, like, like I'm like, if I was going to class 8am, bro, it's, it, I'm pulling out the fit for 8am class, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it, man. That's so cool. Um, and I, I kind of, I'm, I'm really curious about aerospace engineering. What is the, like, what is the difference the biggest difference in your eyes from aerospace to like some of the other ones i mentioned obviously there's a huge difference but i kind of want to hear your answer yeah so i'd say between mechanical engineering and aerospace it's 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 pretty much the same like you learn a lot of the same classes the main difference is in aerospace you learn a lot about fluids mm. of course you know you're dealing with things that going like that are flying in the air and air is a fluid um so mechanical engineers they don't learn as, as much stuff about fluids uh your some of the thermal classes are a little bit different mm. Um, and also they learn a little bit more about like manufacturing. Aerospace is very theoretical. Cause I mean, the stuff is, it's just super complicated. Like honestly, like making an airplane, like there's no, like airplane startups. That's why they, they fail all the time. Cause it's so complicated, right? Like you yeah. can't really do it. So they, they don't really teach manufacturing stuff as much uh, in aerospace. Um, between computer science, computer science is just way different. Like I'm not going to touch on that. Like you already know, like a, a computer and an airplane, like in terms of the classes you take are just way different. Yeah, of course. Um, but I would say, honestly, all engineering is, it's, it's more so about like problem solving. They're all kind of the same. Like, I feel like even though I did aerospace, like I think someone that's done any other type of engineering could definitely do aerospace. And if I, I could do any type of engineering as well, it's kind of just like how you approach problems a little bit more right. so. Right. So it's, it's subtle. It's not like a, yeah, it's, exactly. It's not it's a subtle, gigantic yeah. kind of leap. And obviously we're talking about software is different. One of my actual favorite quotes, Julian, is that, I played this game. I um I don't want to expose myself. I'll just say the quote. Um, but the quote was is uh one man's science is another man's engineering. Or no, oh my god, that's stupid. One man's <laughs> one man's magic is another man's engineering, right? And so like a lot of times when we think about the 
like airplanes. We think about a lot of the things that take a lot of technology to happen. Like we'll look at it and we'll be like, man, this is this is amazing. This is magic. Um, but it truly is engineered down to just the bones why this particular technology acts the way it does. And I feel like I find that so interesting. Um, I, have a, I have a cousin who's an engineer as well and some friends who are. And those conversations are always fun because it's always like, why does it why does it do this? Why does it do this? <laughs> I think what's also really cool is like I do a lot of I, my, my TikTok videos. I kind of talk some engineering stuff a little bit, but I think it's kind of cool is that people forget that like this stuff is over a hundred years old. Like, it's not like they just like, Oh, we just made a 747, like a massive airplane. It's like, we started from like a glider. Like we started from something super basic over time. You kind of just build up the right brothers. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool, man. Very cool. I, I had no idea. I mean, yeah, th this kind of stuff is interesting as well. How did you get into sewing and creating clothing and things like that? Yeah. So actually, I would say probably a lot of people, honestly, it was actually YouTube. Like you can just learn everything from YouTube. It was uh, Avery Ginsburg. Mm, yeah, I know Avery. That was my boy. Back then, like I was like, this is the coolest dude ever. And he remember the first video I learned from him was like how to taper your pants, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And like that's when like everything was wearing skinny jeans, stuff like that. So like I kind of was like, okay, mom, I'm taking your sewing machine and I'm about to like taper all of my pants. Like that's kind of <laughs> what I kind of kind of got into it. So I'd say YouTube, just watching people like that is kind of how I did it. So I kind of started with, with alterations more so than like making my own garments from scratch. It was just like, okay, I want to make this fit better yeah. type of thing, you know, smaller stuff. No. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Are there any creators that you're still watching now or are you kind of just taking projects on your own based on the knowledge that you've gained? In terms of learning how to sew, like at this point, I just kind of freestyle it to be honest. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, I mean, at this point, what you kind of do is you just look at it. You kind of look at how a garment is made, but okay, this is, I think this is how we did it. Or, you know, you just take one apart and kind of do it that way. But for the most part, I'm not like watching anyone that's like any like tutorial type videos now. I just kind of just winging it almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's you very know? cool. You, you build up your skills. You can just, you know, do anything you want to at that point. Freestyling. It's just, it's just like in, I always bring it back to sports. I think about, you know, I played basketball when I was young. Once you can dribble the basketball, you can kind of create your own moves once you've got a good feel for how the game flows, right? Well, you can you can do some Kyrie Irving stuff, <laughs> or you can do some Steve Nash stuff. It, it exactly. all depends on your style and your your taste and your flavor, right? The fundamentals. But it's all the about the it's all about starting with the fundamentals. Exactly, exactly. Um, That's what matters. This is uh, yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about your TikTok though, bro. Because obviously, like I said in the beginning, I learned about you through TikTok. Obviously, you have a life beyond the app and you do your own things and you you're you're pretty cool you seem like a pretty cool guy um beyond tiktok that's kind of the reason why i just want to talk to you um, but talking <laughs> about tiktok specifically how would you kind of describe what you do on tiktok to someone who's never seen your content before i feel like this is a hard question but a, an interesting one yes yeah, so i would say for in terms of what i bring to tiktok when I first, okay, that's it, like kind of like what, what it is. So when I first got to TikTok, my goal was to make upcycling videos kind of catered more towards, towards like towards men. Honestly, when I first joined it, there was not many like guy like upcycling type type of things. They're always like, usually it was like, remember early, it was like early COVID. There was a bunch of like, it was like tie dyeing stuff was like huge. I remember you went to the store and there was like, no, like tie dye supplies. It was like a bunch of like stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I could probably put my own spin on this and try to bring some upcycling stuff. That's kind of cool. And also really big thing on my thing is to make it wearable. Yeah. You need to be able to like, okay, like you can make something cool, but like, can't, if you put this in an outfit, what is it going to look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you actually wear this piece? 
that's kind of the big things that people like, you know, like back in the day, people like drawing on their Air Force Ones and stuff. It's kind of like you can do that a little bit. It looks kind of cool sometimes, but it may not be like the most wearable thing. Mm, mm, yeah, you know, it's hard to like sense. make an outfit, you know. So I try to make my thing was like, okay, make it approachable. Can you do this at your own, you know? I'm in my I'm in my crib. There's no studio. There's no workshop. It's like in my apartment. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the thing people love about it too, though. Yeah, exactly. Make so, it approachable. Definitely. So you you saw the app as an opportunity. You thought that there wasn't content around men's fashion upcycling content, and you were like, I'm gonna fill that gap. I'm gonna try to help some dudes out. You know, create garments, upcycle garments, and then have wearable garments. Exactly. Yeah, and so you just you just saw the need and you just went for it. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I think for a lot of people, I always kind of tie back to the listener, Julian. I think for a lot of people like, and this is like the same theme for the last three episodes. I've talked to a couple other creators on the app. I've talked to Mark before everyone who started making videos on TikTok in the last two years. Cause it really is a kind of only a last two year phenomenon for men's fashion. Right. Cause I started in the last two years as well we saw a need, we saw an opportunity. And I think, I think obviously what you do is like a superpower on TikTok and you probably don't see that, see that for yourself, but I think everyone has their own reason to fill the need. So, I mean, it's the same thing today. I think a lot of people, they always ask me, you know, Drew, you know, how do I, you know, do what you do? They probably, some people probably ask you, you know, man, Julian, you're so inspiring. How do I do what I do? And I think it all starts with that how are you going to fill a need that is necessary for the culture for, you know, not to be you know dramatic, but for the culture, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I agree. So that's really cool. You just saw a need and you tried to fill it. Um, and yep. that, that's your why and that's your how. So that's really cool. Um, it always seems like you're having fun with your videos as well, man. Like, is, is that just the case? You were, you were kind of talking to me about that before. Is it always just fun times or do you like sometimes accidentally delete some film and be like, oh shit, I got <laughs> to That's the thing. It's kind of fun. It's kind of funny because I'll tell you something interesting. So whenever I have a project that I really like, mm. I don't even film a lot of it because I'm like having too much fun making the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so like if, on some of my really cool stuff, like I don't even film it that much. I'm like, oh, this is, this is so fire, bro. Like this, this is it. This is it. So like, it's kind of funny. You know? Like I am having fun. Cause I'm literally at the time. It's like, it's an experimentation for me at the same time. Like, honestly, like this is like happening real time. A lot of these projects is like, it's like, you know, first or second version. So it's like, I'm like still learning as I'm doing it kind of a little bit. So yeah, it's always a fun experience. I, you know, I always, I always take it light hard. It's not, not that serious. Like it's a, it's clothing at the end of the day, you know, you're just putting on outfits. Like it's not that serious, you know? Absolutely. I agree. I, I do agree with you. I feel that way. Other people might disagree with you. Some people really tie their identity to clothing. Um, and if you say anything, obviously, you're, you're not really on the commentary space, but you are at times. But if you say anything about a particular item of clothing, whether it be a <laughs> sneaker or a pair of pants or whatever, people really have this strong reaction to it. Wouldn't you say so or no? Yeah, I agree with that. Hundred. That's why I don't really I don't really touch that subject. I think, honestly, in my personal opinion, like I think. Like anything can be cool if it's styled in a cool way, like anything. I think even stuff that's like stuff. I remember, okay, this is a hot take. One of the hottest takes ever. This is probably gonna get me like canceled <laughs> straight up. It's the, um, the uh, you know those Fila Disruptors? Yeah. Those white shoes? Of course. I still honestly think they're really interesting looking. I still think, honestly, I think they're a pretty interesting looking shoe. There's not really much that has that, especially that sawtooth sole on it like that. Yeah. They're kind of unique looking. Of course, they're, they have like a huge connotation of being like, oh, these are like lame. But I think honestly, as a shoe, like if you just look at it like, as an item, it's still kind of cool. So in stuff a vacuum. like that, obviously, 
Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, it's not about the piece. It's about like, okay, how do you put this together? That's what matters. Right. I think, you know, that's actually really interesting because I think my, just to be like vulnerable, honest, like my initial thought of the Fila Disruptor, I think of it as a shoe that's trying to be another shoe. But I think that oftentimes, you know, if you look at something at face value when it comes to footwear, fashion, whatever it is, you have to take away all the conversation from the peanut gallery, (laughs) right? There's always, I mean, with the Fila Disruptor, like, people have this like peanut gallery, like, ah, oh, that shoe is very lame kind of mentality. Um, but I would have to look closer. I mean, maybe you're right. I think maybe it does have some really interesting aspects. And obviously it's, if you think it does, it's not for me to tell you that. Yeah, you're yeah exactly, wrong. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. But at yep. the same time, you know, it, it, that's, um, that's hard for a lot of young people to understand. <laughs> Definitely. I just, just yeah like honestly that's kind of one of the cool things i think is people that like their own thing is what is so interesting to me i love stuff that's interesting i love to be like 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 tiny tiny jewish girl one of my favorite creators on the app like mm-hmm. i love to see stuff i've never seen before that's my favorite thing is to be like oh what is that like oh my god this is so crazy yeah stuff like that is what interests me the most i don't want to see the same thing all the time no yeah that makes a lot of sense and i think um you embody that in a lot of ways with your kind of reference points. I feel like whenever you make a video and you reference a particular film or a particular person in a film or particular like suits from like space or something like that, or just from movies, whatever, I don't, I don't know how you get all the references you do. (laughs) Whenever you do that, it, it really strikes me as someone who loves that nuance in not only like pop culture, but also like functionality, probably the engineering background as well. Like you're probably looking at things that are like, Yo, y'all don't know about this though. Um, but yeah, kind of talk to me about that because I'm always, I'm actually really interested. Where do you get a lot of your references from now being the age you are? You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. That's a good point. And I think it's kind of interesting. This is honestly a very interesting thing. I think a lot of it is just kind of how you grow up a little bit. Like it's like, seriously, it's like video games, just seeing stuff in video games and paying attention to things. Like it's like, it's really about paying attention to things, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's so about like even like it's like oh you got to go to pinterest so you got to go here it's like literally just being outside sometimes you'll see like a, an outfit like well that's that's really interesting he 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 wore his socks in a really weird way i'm gonna i'm gonna i kind of like that or you know kind of just like oh watching a movie oh what why why do they dress like that type mm. of thing you know you just got to really pay attention to stuff like that's the, the biggest thing always keep your eyes open for just just weird style yeah yeah i love that what kind of video games did you play when you were growing up and what kind of do you still play oh. games now yeah, I don't, I, was, I don't have as near this much time now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, same. But I would say back in the day, um, I loved I loved car games, Need for Speed. Big Need for Speed. Oh, man, Need for Speed was serious. Need for Speed was jacked, bro. That game used Halo, to be so fun. Halo was a big game. Soul Calibur. Love Soul Calibur. Um, I used to play RuneScape a lot, and I used to play World of Warcraft. I played I played every, like, I was a big nerd. I'm still a nerd, honestly. But like, <laughs> like, I was like, all, all, all those hardcore nerd games, yeah, I, I was in them all. I feel like nerds are winning more than ever. Just like like nerds, you know what I mean? Quote unquote nerds. Because um, the people who have this like strong passion for things, you know what I mean? Like like just like uh, like what you associate with a nerd who loves a particular IP. Like if a nerd loves Halo, for example, like they have like the Master Chief thing, like helmet in their room. They got like the energy sword. (laughs) They got the energy swords. They got like the Covenant and all the alien gear that you could ever ask for. As you can see, I I like Halo too. I don't have all that stuff, but I, I like Halo a lot. But that kind of person, in terms of making content, like when they step in front of the camera and they start talking about Halo. It's a total different 
kind of uh, energy and um, an element to the video than someone mm. who sees the person making that video and sees maybe the followers or sees the money that they're making and says, huh, Halo's popular. Let me go make a video about yeah. Halo. Exactly. And that distinction is like really, really big. Like that's something, you know, when you find those people who are incredibly passionate about something, like they win and it's obvious they win and you see why they win on these platforms. Um, and not to say that winning on these platforms is everything, but I think these platforms are some crazy tools um, to put out ideas. And that's something that I've really been exploring as of recently, man. Um, yeah, I think another important thing, even though, so even though I do like a lot of like, I guess like stuff like that, the most, another important thing is you got to make sure that when you're making content, this is just as a, just a basic a content creator type of thing. Like, okay, I, I, I like this content. How do I make it interesting to someone else that either may not care about this at all or only sees like a certain part of that's interesting, you know? So you got to maybe, like, maybe think about it from the other end as well. Like, okay, I saw this, like what, like what about Halo is cool? Like why, why is this interesting? You know? Yeah. I always got to think about a little bit like, okay, if someone's watching this video, why would they think it's like, oh, this is, this is sick. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Let's get specific on, I, I want to keep exploring that idea. Let's get specific for your content. How are you thinking about those things? Like when you make a video, uh, let's say like one of your most recent videos. Um, how are you thinking about, you know, the audience member? Are you thinking about it from the standpoint of they'll think that um, this type of garment is interesting or the references I use are interesting? You know what I'm saying? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So a lot of times what I would try to do is like even like a really, okay, this is a really big, perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. You have like the parachute pants coming back in the style a little bit. And it's like, okay, those are coming out of like nowhere, like left field. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, well, why, like why, why are these or where are these coming from? So you have like that, that, that 2000s influence, of course, like that skater style. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you see, especially those, those, those white ones, those uh, snow camouflage military park, like cargo pants, like those are like the same thing. So it's kind of like, what's interesting though, is that the 2000s style is actually from those military pants. Like you can see like a lot of them, like they'll look the same. Like a lot of the old, vintage like what is that one brand i think it's called ufo heard ever heard of that i think i have heard of ufo they make they make it's like a vintage brand mm. and their pants are based on the m51 like the the actual shell pants which i think is kind of cool so it's yeah. like everything's kind of referenced together like it's like all everything's really cyclical yeah i think i've missed the question completely but um, um what was the question the question was basically like how do you make it pal like palatable like for the viewers i think yeah exactly wow you, yeah, yeah like how do you do that yeah, I would say I would say the, the biggest thing is okay. The, I guess I'm trying to really explain this a little bit because it is it is it's a lot of thought actually going to the videos. Like uh -huh. it's like it seems like oh like oh that's a cool, cool video, but behind the scenes is a lot of thought. So another thing I really uh, always pay attention to is also let's say someone is not super deep into fashion, right? Like not super like they're not like oh they're not like in the and they're like and a meal meester like super crazy crazy stuff. I try not to make my stuff too niche on top of that. Right. So I don't only talk about like super high fashion brands. I don't only talk about like only brands in the know type of thing. I try to make it like, Oh, this like try to tie it to stuff that is also, um, you know, more like accessible, you know? Right. Right. I, I would say, I think what I'm getting from it is that you, while you do pull from places that are uniquely your own, you have to somehow create that reference point for the audience that they know. And if you don't mm -hmm. do that, then you could lose them in the sense that, they have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> if I have no idea what you're talking about, if I, if you reference something, I have no idea you're talking about, then, I mean, they could be really curious and continue watching, but, or they could be bored and just continue just swiping. Right. Yeah. And that's the nature of the app, um, which is really interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, very cool. Now, would you ever would you ever start making YouTube videos? You, I want to make. I would. I think honestly, I would love to make YouTube videos. Mm. I would love to. I think I would do. I would like just in terms of longer form content. I could really explain a lot of my stuff. Like there's a lot of like I said, a lot of references and a lot of my stuff. Yeah. I just don't I just don't get to talk about. There's only you know sixty seconds really. Because yeah. I mean, after sixty seconds, you lose you you can't use the songs anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, like you, after thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't use a lot of the cool songs anymore. So you have to you have to compress it down. So I feel like a YouTube would be awesome. Yeah. But if I did go to YouTube, what I would do instead of making TikTok content, I would probably be just taking snippets from my YouTube video. Right. So you would pull okay. from you would pull from YouTube and then people would maybe go back and watch the full YouTube video. Yeah, I feel like I just don't have enough time, honestly, to do both YouTube and TikTok and full-time job. Like that's the, the I have a time, you know, time issue. And then I have to, you know, live my life and, you know, cook food and survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't you know, want to so, spend all day behind the screen, which you probably spend a fair amount. <laughs> yeah, already, exactly. So yeah. I think if I did that, I would love to do it. I would do YouTube as a full, like full-time and then do pull snippets on, you know, on the TikTok. So for yourself, man, I'm curious with your job, with TikTok, how how has TikTok kind of disrupted the idea or maybe not disrupted the idea of your kind of career path? Has it at all or are you still um, mostly focused on your work at your job? So that's a that's a great question. And honestly, it's it's changed a lot. I like when I first I. Of course, like people that go into engineering, they're like, okay, this is like the safe, the quote unquote safe career path, right? So it's like, oh, it's like, oh, like, oh, some art stuff is kind of hard. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary to do that. And so now it's like financially possible to do it. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is a, this could be pretty fun. And especially with the way my content is set up a little bit, I kind of try to, you know, blend the engineering a little bit into it, let a little bit of, um, you know, kind of creative kind of side like that. So like, it's honestly in the cards, like in the next, like a few years, I could definitely see myself doing you know, content creation full time. Like yeah. that'd be crazy. I wouldn't like in a like if I heard if I if like my ten year old heard that, it'd be like, there's no way, bro. <laughs> like there's <laughs> no chance. And so it's kind of funny to see like um, you know, life can take you in many places. Like it's it's hard to predict. It's funny it's like that. It's funny like that. And I think honestly, I my wish for you, not to kind of impose any kind of my will, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, in my head I could see you as like this like you know, don't take this wrong. Like the like this like black fashion Bill Nye type dude. <laughs> that's funny you say that because that's actually exactly what I've envisioned myself as a little bit. I don't know if you ever heard that. It's called um Smarter Every Day. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, like that. Like I would love to. I would love to do a Smarter Every Day, but make it about clothing or just you know just like okay, this is the machines they use. Like this is how this machine works. So this is you know this is like the history, like how this machine kind of works. I would love to do some kind of like. Also, another cool part about my videos that I didn't talk about a little bit is I like to like people always do the history videos mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. which I mean that's cool, that's cool. No, there's no no hate on on that, but I love to have a like a physical like almost like experiment to like show people or like have the garment in hand to like really explain this stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. if I did a, like a long form YouTube video, I could do some like super in depth like okay, this is like me taking this thing apart, you know, completely. That's lit. Really cool. Yeah, I love I love the fact that you're kind of thinking the same way I am. And obviously you have a good head on your shoulder. You're a pretty smart guy. Um there's a guy who who uh from a like kind of engineering kind of more scientific standpoint, he cuts open the sneaker. Like I can't remember his name. He's on YouTube. Um you know what I'm talking about? He like cuts it in half and then he like looks at Rose Anvil dude? Yes, Rose Anvil. Oh my dude, that yes. is the coolest. Okay, that Yeah. 
that is the coolest channel ever i love that so much because so i mean like cool. i learned so much about boots mm. so much about construction like i'm like this is the coolest thing ever. exactly and it's kind of like you learn about the ins and outs of it because when a guy like me I, i'm throwing a little shade on myself but a guy like me says oh this shoe has better quality because i can feel the quality x yeah. y and z exactly. um you know it's a little bit foo foo right i mean not 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 to kind of shit on myself but it is like i'm just gonna be honest with you guys who are listening who are like oh, everyone's just gas oh, but it, it's a little foo foo because i can't really look at a pair of like for example like new balances versus a pair of jordans and tell you that the new balances leather is vehemently better i can believe it's better based on their marketing which is what the point of marketing is but once you <laughs> cut that sucker open once you cut it open and you say this is what quality leather is and this is what low quality mm -hmm. leather is and you compare the two that's when you really get down to the bottom of quality i, I love his channel for that because like I'm wrong. I don't mind being wrong. Like I, I, don't, I don't mind telling the truth, but like, I want to know the truth. Like what is like, what makes it qualitatively better? So I yeah. also could see you doing some things like that. Just kind of breaking down, like what makes the construction of a garment or a shoe or yeah. a style or whatever. Or I like love that. that. Like definitely if you are interested in my content, definitely go check out Rose Anvil. That's a really cool page for sure. I would yeah. love to do content like that. Rose Anvil. Yeah. Rose Anvil, super dope creator. <laughs> Kind of talk to me about why you think you've seen the success you've seen on TikTok. Because you're um, closing in on, I think, 300,000 followers. You're already close to or at a quarter of a million, um, which is incredible. Kind of talk to me about why you think it's, it's, it's grown the way it has. I think because I'm just a, like a curious person. And like, you can definitely just feel it from like from watching the videos. It just feels like you're almost like right there, like learning as well. I think that's kind of a cool thing I think I do. Uh, it feels it feels very personal mm. feels very kind of like almost like childlike a little bit it's like okay this is this is just kind of kind of cool to watch you know it's just kind of entertaining you know um and i would just say i just have unique content honestly i just feel like not many people are in the same exact like lane that's kind of what i did on purpose like that's you know how that's how i set my life up <laughs> but like seriously it's like kind of like okay okay what content is is unique to the channel i always try to make stuff that's like oh don't want to just copy someone else right so. No, no. Yeah, I love that. And I think you are really unique. Um, I think it's hard to replicate what you do as well. Um, that's that's one of the things that I found early on is that, you know, the moment I make a video that is easily replicable, because I've made plenty of videos where I talk about a particular item or a particular style. Um, and then, you know, a couple of weeks or a month later, you see someone making the exact same, <laughs> the video. exact same video. <laughs> and I'm like, man, and it, and it kind of pushes it pushes me to be more creative. But like, every time it's harder right because unless i do something that is like what you're doing or like other a lot of people obviously have their own kind of niche in fashion um but you have to really use uh, oftentimes your surroundings the things that you know the things that you love to talk about and yeah we kind of touched on this before but it's it's really important for anyone who's curious about the space that's really important for you to get done for sure for sure for sure um I talked about Mark earlier. Yep. Um, I talked to I've I've talked to you know various other creators on TikTok. Who are some other ones that you are kind of a, a fan of that you enjoy watching their videos from time to time? From time to time, uh, this one guy, his name is like One of One Archi Archive. I think One of One Archive okay. Archive. Uh, he's pretty cool. He makes like uh he makes like jackets. His style is really interesting. Um, I forgot the other guy's name. Oh man. He makes like 
he makes like techwear videos, mm. which I think is interesting. I mean, like, it's not like a, I don't really wear like that style, but I still think once again, like stuff that is like different from my style is the most interesting. I don't want to like, I don't want to watch the same. I don't want to watch a clone of myself. I want to watch someone that's like doing something way different than what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, like I said, once again, tiny Jewish girl, super cool. I need to look at her. I've never seen her videos before. That, that's a really interesting username. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She, Clara, she's super, super, super cool. Have you had an opportunity to talk to a lot of these people, like um, either in person or just DM or those kind of things or what? Yeah. So mostly through, I think social media in general, you kind of, it's kind of crazy, like the reach you have in terms of like being able to talk to people across the entire world. Like it's like, I have friends, even talking to you right now, it's crazy. Like, nah. this is like, this is, I'm in Alabama. <laughs> it's like, what, like, how do I even meet like anyone? So, I think, yeah, just like through DM, you just kind of DM people. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have any goals for the second half of the year in regards to TikTok or anything like that? Or are you just kind of flowing through it? Honestly, I'm just kind of having fun. Yeah. I'm just having fun. Like whatever I, whatever I, whatever happens, happens. But as long as I'm enjoying it, that's what matters to me. So I have no, like, no, no goals really. Just make cool content. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best thing about it. Like if you can just say that you can, you're just going to make cool content. Like that's what, what more is there, right? Like that's the coolest thing about TikTok, honestly. <laughs> oh man. Kind of moving on away from social media. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you as an individual, kind of get to know you a bit more obviously we were learning a ton about you you've been super cool so far um you kind of talked about this but what julian man what do you like to do for fun like what do you do to enjoy your time outside of work outside of tiktok or maybe obviously if you're having fun making tiktoks but kind of beyond that what do you like to do for fun i like i inline skate a lot that's one thing i do a crazy i actually inline skate like i would say three days three or four days a week fire easily yeah so i come back from work i'm like okay we're skating <laughs> it's either it's either a content day or i'm skating that's like that, that's, the, that's the, the most two things i do so i inline skate a lot one thing that's interesting is i don't watch tv ever mm. i almost never watch tv shows like stranger things i've not watched a single episode of stranger things same honestly like, i i just it's not because i don't want to it's just some, once again the time i have a i because i work like full time and then have this this right here as well like i don't have a ton of extra time um but i like the fish as well um, oh really you like to fish is that i yeah. feel like that's pretty that's pretty popular in alabama too yeah i mean i grew up i grew up in yeah i grew up in atlanta i fished all the time my dad had a boat yeah um i love like bass fishing i just love fishing it's fun are you good at it you patient uh yeah i'll say i'll say i'm decent solid <laughs> i'll catch something <laughs> catch something get catch, catch a sure. tire <laughs> get, get, get a catch a snapping turtle or something <laughs> yeah. i love yeah it. um I think some other hobbies, but for the most part, yeah, it's just uh, working is takes a lot of, I mean, honestly, my job and because fashion are so different, they're almost like hobbies of themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you have a good um, environment, like work environment? Like you get along with the people you work with as well? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty chill. Um, I would say aerospace is, uh, it's known for being a lot older. Yeah. For the most part. And that's because uh, the stuff is just so complicated. Like the systems, like I said, talked about like the, you know airplanes are made after you know hundreds of years on hundreds plus years of development yeah so the products tend to be very complicated and people tend to stay at the jobs for you know 20 plus years which is unheard of like in computer science people stay at the jobs for like five years max yeah there's you know, always people have been at their jobs their entire lives right mm -hmm. so there's a lot of older people here i mean it's a lot of like gray beards <laughs> <laughs> um, so but 
it, I mean, it's it's pretty chill. It's not work is not too bad. That's good. You probably hear a lot of interesting stories, though. I mean, the, the, I've known and I've learned not known. I've learned that the more time you kind of spend with some older people, they got a lot of stories. They got a lot of things that they want to tell you from back in the day, back in my day, the days today. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good because I think it's funny because I think I know for a fact, like these stories, like you know, these stories have changed. <laughs> over the 15 years they told them you know like it's like like no one's living a life like this you are you are not doing some of this stuff man there's no chance so it's like the stories that you had as a kid like trust me they've been altered when you're when you're when you're 50 plus years old everybody's <laughs> just lying embellishing everything like, oh for like, sure he's about, probably told that story a million times <laughs> every time it got better and better and better yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly so that's why their stories are the best because they've told them so many times <laughs> definitely 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 so you, in, when you inline skate you skating with friends or are you skating kind of alone or like i skate i used to skate with another friend here but he moved um mostly by myself kind of like yeah put some music in just like get out there yeah i feel it i feel it having friends and also, is tough sorry go ahead. another thing is that like i'm, I'm not gonna not gonna brag on myself but like when you get when you get to a certain level, you get you gotta skate with someone else that's a certain level. You know, I mean it's like it's probably like you say been playing basketball a little bit. It's like you know, like it's true though, actually. It's like you have to hold yourself back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's actually true. Cause I, I played basketball at a pretty high level. I played division one basketball. Exactly. And whenever someone like in the fashion world asked me to play or like to to play against them, I'm like, bro, you don't want the problems. You don't like like it's, I'm not trying to like be you know cocky but i'm serious i had to play i played against dudes who are in the nba right now like it's just like it's just different it's a different thing exactly exactly um so no i, I totally get i totally get where you're coming yep. from anything that you think is like super cool like just like super cool about aerospace engineering that um the audience would love to hear about or anything that you think is really cool i think everything's cool <laughs> <laughs> but i was gonna say i think one thing uh that is kind of interesting is that since like the 60s your airliners have flown pretty much the same speed the entire time like they've not gotten faster planes have not gotten faster which is really interesting that people don't really interesting. think about that interesting planes have gotten, they've been flying the same exact speed the only thing that changes is they're more efficient so they carry more people make more money yeah exactly the, mm. the, the speed is the same the exact same interesting because i've i've done a bit of research on planes aerospace you know what i'm saying um i know <laughs> about them books <laughs> mostly 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 youtube videos but you know it's same thing <laughs> but um i know about a couple of things obviously like the legroom space has gotten cinched in and then i didn't know about the speed of the plane was the same but i know that there's one plane that i was always interested in which was the uh concord the plane that could legendary plane. yeah that plane is legendary and i, I hear they're bringing it back um, if you don't know what the Concorde is, is a plane basically that just goes really fast. Um, I don't really know all the sciencey stuff behind it, yeah, but so it, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Concorde is like, it's the it's like the Concorde was like the first like supersonic airliner, mm -hmm. and that, that's talked about speed a little bit. So what ends up happening is the reason why the planes can't go faster is because if they went faster, they would break the sound barrier. Mm -hmm. And the problem with breaking the sound barrier is it's really inefficient to fly that fast. That's why the speed is pretty much capped out. Basically, they're, they're flying as fast as they can. Mm. Interesting. So the Concorde is unique in the fact that they were flying, of course, a transatlantic supersonic, which is unheard of. Like, yeah. No one else is doing that. Like you could get from New York to to London in what, like two hours, three hours, something like that? Yeah. I'm not sure the exact speeds of exact timing, but I mean, it was. I think it was 
it was extremely fast. I also heard that because it goes supersonic, it makes too much noise. And so if you have a ton of planes making that much noise over overhead, it kind of disrupts life down here. <laughs> yeah, it's like living next to the train track. Like, that's awful. Like, oh, my God. Like just boom, boom, boom. Um, and you but, talked a little bit about, I'm not going to go, to, I'm not going to go too, too nerdy here, but like you talked about them bringing the, uh, the Concorde back mm. and the company is basically trying to solve that problem. The problem was a noise issue. Yeah. Um, of course, also that the tickets are expensive because the plane is pretty small. Yeah. Uh, but they were trying to figure out like how to make the plane quieter. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought I heard too. Um, why not? Why are planes not electric? Okay. The reason planes aren't electric is because batteries suck. <laughs> batteries aren't strong enough, right? Batteries aren't, they don't, the fuel, like the energy density on a battery is just not, not there yet. Mm. Not even close. Will it ever so be there in our lifetime? Um, in our lifetime, probably not. Really? Wow. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So when you think about, uh, when you think about aerospace engineering, like when you think about science, technology, all these things, um, one of the things that like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, slight techie guy right like i, I kind of care about this stuff a little bit but like i'm not like a i don't really know all the processes and things like that um but i'm hearing from i don't even know who <laughs> but i'm hearing that technology you know from 2000 to 2000 let's say 20 right now or 2022 ish uh it's continue it continues to grow exponentially um in some areas and plateau in others would you say in aerospace engineering it's kind of reached a plateau for our generation or do you think there will be continuously more breakthroughs that will kind of break um time frames for things like electric planes or not really like it's going to be kind of hard because well there's some there's gonna be some smaller stuff like you know talked about like the amazon drones type of thing like that like the smaller scale stuff but the problem is airplanes are just so complicated and they you know people like people's lives like are, are dependent on these hundreds of people on these airplanes so, like they have to care about like safety it's like very important to grow really slowly it's almost like a little bit of kind of like medicine a little bit in terms of like you I have see. to like do a ton of trials that is like it's no joke yeah. it's very serious yeah so i don't think it's going to grow like that as much because it's just like you just it takes a long time for them to implement stuff no that's a good you know? point i rather them be slow because yeah. <laughs> every time i get on the airplane i always feel like it's about to crash no matter what <laughs> <laughs> yep so but yeah that's very cool very very cool how, yep. how do you see your uh kind of moving on to the next question how do you see your style evolving over the next couple of years as you continue to mature yeah so one thing i would like to do is to have is to like wear have to have every single one of like all my pieces be altered or custom made by me that'd be just like that'd just be crazy it's like okay at that point like they talk about gatekeeping like okay you can't <laughs> at that point you can't get it but you cannot get this <laughs> like this is i made this myself like at that point that's the ultimate level of gatekeeping right like i never gatekeep my stuff but at that point, it's like, look, I made this. <laughs> like, you, like, you know, that, that'd be so cool to do. And I'll have like, you know, to make everything that you wear would be really, really interesting. That's very cool. That would, yeah, the, you put it perfectly. Like, you're not going to get this. You're not going to have this, bro. Oh, bro, where'd you get that from? Oh, yeah, you made it. Oh, word. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't, you, you can't, what, what are you going to say about that? You can't say anything. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. What about like food? You got like a favorite food that you eat in Alabama or, or anything you love to eat? That's it. Food, food sucks here. That's why I want to like honestly, like I got, I got to move to a city. I got to move to Atlanta. I got to move to like a larger city. Mm -hmm. Food here is not there. Not many options. Uh, my favorite food though, even though it's easy, is like I love pizza. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> I, love I love pizza. pizza. Like, like, a, like a, a basic margarita pizza. Solid. Like I, I could eat that. I, I could eat that like every day. No problem. <laughs> my kind of <laughs> my kind of guy. My, so there's not a lot of food options around you, man. That's that's not it. Yeah, there's not as like I guess like the cultural scene is like not as developed here. There's not many, you know. I'm I was really big in like like Indian Indian food. Same. I've been I've been um, living in living by the Indian food. Oh, I was about to say dying, but I'm alive, so I'm living and living. <laughs> it, it is amazingly, you know, it's, it's incredible. I like Mediterranean food. There's not many options here, so yeah, that's one thing I miss definitely about being in a larger city is like the food options just aren't there. I guess I could cook them myself, but once again, time. No, <laughs> oh no, I don't. I have a girlfriend who is all, you just cooking it, bro. I cannot be sitting in here for three hours washing dishes. Like I cannot. I'll tell you the, it, the funniest thing about it is look, this, this is not, this is not, that's the best part about it. The best part about it is you do all this work and it still doesn't taste good. It is, <laughs> <laughs> you cook all that food, all those dishes, all, exactly. all those ingredients. And like, bro, this is kind of mid. dude. <laughs> I'd be mad. Like I was like, I'm never doing oh, this man. again. I'm never like, yeah, yeah, you so right. It don't even, even taste good, man. Uh, from out from a standpoint of Alabama, I feel like the things I know. I heard you guys have like some pretty good like barbecue or something like that, um, like a sauce or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking about something else, but I guess I, I don't really know too much about Alabama. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. I had never like it really initially even planned. But, like I didn't, like honestly, if you like once again ten years ago, if you had told me I'd end up in Alabama, I'd be like, hell no. There's no chance that's happening. But it's just like jobs. There's a lot of aerospace jobs here. Yeah. Uh, you have like NASA centered here as well. There's a lot of NASA stuff here. They do stuff with the ISS. Um, so if you do aerospace engineering, there's a high chance you can end up in, in Alabama. So just watch out. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> watch out, man. You might end up. Cause I also I graduated, I graduated in 2020, like right early COVID, right? Mm. And that's actually why I started. I didn't really talk about that too much. I probably should have talked about it a little, little bit, but like Yeah, go ahead. Uh, early COVID, like I started my channel, like pretty much like uh, probably a lot of people, like during the COVID, when people are like, bored at home, like like what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. That's when there's a bunch of upcycling. I mean, a bunch of like DIY videos, also on TikTok at the same time, because people were they were trapped in their apartments or trapped in their house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like a perfect a perfect time to kind of to hop on there. But once again, I graduated in 2020, and so I didn't have any options. So that's how I ended up here in Alabama. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. I mean, I, I'm only hoping that. What am I trying to say here? I hope that you can, obviously, if you want to leave Alabama, it hopefully happens for you. If you want to stay, hopefully you find that that enjoyment in Alabama. Um, to be honest, you probably are not going to catch me in Alabama. That's just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to live here long term either. <laughs> um, Alabama is very different. I, I'm from Denver, and I've only been to, like, I've only been to like Louisiana. I, I've been to uh, Georgia once. I've been to Florida. It's uh, it's hot down south and it's humid and Colorado is like very dry and it's warm but it's like the climate is just so different and I'm, I'm just used to it so like mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough to see me down in a state that has that humidity bro it's just not yeah yeah I went I went skiing in Colorado once like recently first time I ever went skiing also mm-hmm. cool thing is because I inline ski I could I picked up skiing really quickly and that was probably the coolest experience ever like Colorado. Was, yeah, I wouldn't even try to leave. <laughs> yeah, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's solid. You, you get a lot of stuff there for sure. It's a nice spot. Yeah, yeah. I love Colorado. I know. I think Mark's coming out here pretty soon. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, but Julian, man, it's been it's been great talking to you. We've pretty much reached the last question of the pod, um, and you've been a fantastic guest. I, I, you know what? 
I really enjoyed this conversation, bro. Like you were a really cool dude. Um, and I've had conversations with a lot of people on this podcast, but I love the, I love your cadence. Like you have a, like a real interesting way that you talk. I was, I was going to mention that earlier. Um, and I think that's, I think it's a really unique aspect and yeah, it's been enjoyable, bro. Um, last question. Here we go. What are three things that you are grateful for? We'll end on that. So one thing I'm grateful for, I would say are my parents. Um, I was raised really pretty well and I had a pretty decent upbringing. Both of my parents actually, it's, they were, um, uh, they were first, you know, what's it called? First generation college students. So they both went to college. So that's one of the craziest things. And my, my dad was in the military. So he's kind of how, how he got me through college. Cause if you're in the military, you might not know this, but if you get deployed overseas or, you know, you're deployed, uh, there's a thing called a GI bill mm-hmm. and they'll pay for your school. And since he already went to school, he basically like, he was like, he just get, gave it to me. So that's how he was able to go to school is through the military, to awesome. be honest. Yeah. I'm really grateful for that. Cause like, that's a hard burden. Like college is like, crazy expensive. Dumb now expensive. it's like, it's, it's like those, 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 that debt is crazy. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, that thing I'm grateful for just my friends in general. That's like always like, and most like I always, you know, get so much inspiration from my friends, just like watching them, you know, do cool things. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a super cool to watch and it's cool to have, you know, someone have your back. Like, okay, look, bro, like you messed up this time, but like next time you got it, you know, it's always cool to have that. Yeah. And then, uh, last one is, uh, my brother. He's a, uh, he's actually, I have, I have a brother. He's a, he's a year younger than I am. He's hilarious. He's like complete opposite of me, to be honest. <laughs> I, I just love that man. It's, it's kind of funny because I don't know if you, you have any, any siblings. I have an older brother. Yep. Yeah. So what's kind of funny is like, cause he's always been my younger brother, like by a year, but like, what's funny is the older you get and because the years, it's only a year gap. It's, it's almost like, like he's like the same age as me. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to like, go through life together, you know, doing the same exact things. It's kind of cool to, to watch that. So like, yeah. my brother is also hugely impactful in my life. I love that, man. I love each of the things you're grateful for. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of things as well. I probably should say what I'm grateful for. It's kind of a weird ending, but I appreciate you for the things that you're grateful for. And if you're listening to this, I kind of want to end the podcast episodes with gratitude because the world is just kind of crazy. Like, and and sometimes it's important (laughs) to hear like the things, like the simple things people are grateful for. If you, you know, family roof over your heads, food, um, the ability to even indulge in fashion is like a, something you should be grateful for. So, Julian, man, it was great to have you on the pod. Uh, I really feel fortunate to, to take this time to talk with you. And um, I definitely would love to meet up with you at some point, um, get to know you a little bit better, grab some margarita pizza, something like that, and uh, and just kick it, man. So It was, it was a pleasure. I want to give a huge shout-out to Julian for coming on the podcast absolutely 10 out of 10 banger of an episode julian is such a genuine dude that i feel like i could just pick his brain for hours and just talk to him and just learn from him in so many different capacities he's such a cool guy if you don't know about him julian carter on tiktok it's simple as that it should be in the description for the podcast episode i think one of the biggest things that i learned and took away from this conversation with julian was that he wasn't a fashion for like he didn't start out as a fashion forward individual but what all of us can take from that is is you know you don't have to be trained in fashion you don't have to be this person who's obsessed with fashion to really indulge in it because fashion is something that we all have to 
uh, participate in because we all wear clothes. And so the ability to understand that, hey, I'm maybe I'm an engineer or maybe I'm a mechanic or maybe I'm a sports guy or maybe I'm more of a painter. I can still indulge in and be creative and have fun with fashion. And that's kind of an awesome message and something that I feel like really resonated with me. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next week with another fantastic guest. And uh, give us a review, like I said in the beginning. Peace, y'all. Bye.